Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the wealth within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcast globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. This episode is a recording of our live YouTube weekly stock market show. Every Tuesday night, Dale and Janine stream live on YouTube from 7 to 8pm to answer your most burning questions, as well as analyse stock for our viewers. To watch the show, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the stock market show under the Learning Centre. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Good evening and welcome to the Australian Stock Market Show. Tonight we'll answer your most burning questions around trading and investing and we'll get into the charts of course and explore the stocks that you've asked us to take a look at. Of course we have another great topic tonight and the topic is GameStop stock mania causes chaos in the stock market. What happened? Hello, I'm Janine Cox and joining me tonight is Dale Gillam and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. <laughs> Very good. Well done. You did a good job on that one. Oh, gee, thanks. You don't <laughs> often say that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody I don't mm. say that. You know what? I hate social media. Do you? I know. I do. You, you forced me to be on it. I'm not really active at all on you're it. You're not I? on it. I'm a tragic you, You're never on it. You don't. You have a. You don't even have a Facebooky thing. No. No. Well, I was. I was actually scrolling through Facebook because we have to have one for our wealth within page, and it's yeah. got to be connected to mine for some stupid reason. But you're I, the face. I stopped on some little video that was some dude fishing for a second, and then I flipped over, and the next minute. I have all these little fishing videos and like, I don't fish. Oh, no, they've got you. <laughs> it's like, you just stop for a second yeah. and like, it's terrible. Yeah. So I don't want, I don't want right. to know about it. I don't know what I mean. Don't want to know about it at all. <laughs> so get rid of my Facebook page. Uh, anyway, let's get on with the show. And thank you for all of those who've sent in emails for tonight's show. Now, remember, this is your show. So if you do have a burning question for us, don't just sit there. Take action and send an email or better still, Upload a 30-second video of yourself to Dropbox and then send us the link. Now, remember to send all your questions to info at wealthwithin.com.au and type Wealth Within Live in the subject line. Now, as always, we'd give preference to those who are supporting our show or the show or your show. So join in on the conversation. Subscribe now to support the show. All right, moving along. It is the first Tuesday in the month, and you know what this means. We look at the Australian that market. it's February. So let's get into the charts right now, shall we? <laughs> all right. Um, okay. We've got a chart of the All Ordinaries Index up there. Now, you've ago. kindly put it on the week. Did I put it on the week, did I? I get did. your glasses on. I've got to put my glasses on. Okay, we've got the Glad weekly you chart. I didn't say get your there. glasses on, old man. <laughs> okay, you want another Well, I didn't monthly. say get your clothes off or anything silly like that. It is a Seriously, if I said that, there would be lots of posts on this right telling me I'm a sexist. You've got to behave. Jeez. <laughs> all right, now. The monthly chart of the All Lords, we can see there that it hasn't mm. abated really, no. the rise. So it's still trying to push higher. Whether it'll get through that prior high pre-COVID or not is a real question right now, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it will. I believe it will this year, and I don't believe it's going to be too long before it does it. But my question at the moment is, is the downward move we're having, is that over? So short. Yeah, are we just seeing a quick rewind after all the excitement last week? Mm. Or is this, um, you know, like you say, is this is this going to turn into the next part of the boom phase? Well, look, looking at this, this is what I was saying yesterday. I mean, obviously, we just start. Yesterday was the first trading day of the month. So yes. this red bar wasn't even there when I was talking yesterday morning. But looking at this bar, December. I know, looking at last month, you'd think it was about to fall away. Correct. You mm. really would think it's about to fall away. And I was suggesting a market would fall away sort of last week, one to two, one to four weeks. Mm -hmm. And I thought yesterday, I thought, well, it's possible we're going to go down for another one or two weeks and then find a support and then move up. And that's why I drew these lines because I said, I think, you know, the market will probably go sort of below that 6,500 points, but it could go as low as 6,100 odd points. But I thought it would at least have a bit of a retracement. You just tried to grab a headline, didn't you? Oh, well, I did. <laughs> No, <laughs> I was trying to be serious. You're yeah. trying to be serious. All right. So, and we had the down week down last week, but if we look at that, that wasn't Monday was up. It went up, made a new high, 
mm-hmm. and then traded down on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Tuesday was closed with Australia Day. Yeah, that's not um, long at all, is it? And then we've had Monday down. But you did say it could be two weeks down. Technically, that's a yeah. week and a half. Still. Correctly. Yeah, I mean, technically it's fine, but is this... Is, I mean, obviously we're only on Tuesday. We've had a very strong day today. If we go to the weekly, the daily chart, so you can see yesterday it traded down, made it down weak. Yeah, we need it to keep going up Wednesday and Thursday, then mm. we'll know. Mm. And if it breaks through that, then we may have, this might be the low and we're moving through. That's amazing, making. really, isn't it? And it is. It's a bit, it is amazing to me because I thought, you know, given the prior action through here, this sort of period, and mm. if we go onto the weekly chart, you see how it's a bit of a sideways. It just feels like it's losing momentum, mm. doesn't it? Absolutely. So, yep. But as you've said so many times on this show, you know, of you know, we'll see what happens on the Friday. Yeah, Thursday close, at least, yeah. Well, on Thursday and Friday, where the market's actually closing rather mm. rather than where it is right now. So what's, what are your take right now? Look, I, I'm just quite uh, amazed at how it's turned around so quickly because, I, like you, I expected it to go mm. down for another week at least, mm. and it hasn't done that. So right now I'm going to just reserve my judgment about whether it's going to just rip straight through that prior high, mm. that um, prior, whether it's going to do that this in one? February. That no, one? The, oh, the, the one over from the, the pre-COVID, COVID pre-COVID days, yeah. yeah. Okay. Basically what I was suggesting with everybody, if I go back to the, the monthly chart, and what I was suggesting to everybody the other week on my marker app for those who were watching it, um, looking at this, the momentum, it really had changed. I mean, this was the momentum out of 2016, and you can see how vertical it is right now. The market has been running quite hot, and, and in this area here, it has slowed down a little bit. So to me... Just look at what it's done in the mm, past. So mm. when we see situations like this where the monthly bar doesn't go down for very long mm. in price, then you normally see a move back up, but it doesn't last. Yeah, correct. So, you know, are we going to have a situation where everybody starts to think all oh, the market's going to move back up and then people get into it and it just my, goes up? My thinking, and I mean, you know, mm. obviously the market's hasn't proven me wrong yet mm. for this week because, as I said, it already is a Did week Did you say down. it hasn't proven you wrong this week? The, yet, this week. Because, <laughs> um, well, yeah. it, has, it is technically a down week. Mm. Okay, so that's what I thought this week would be a down week. But yep. right now the close is high. If it closes lower, then it's likely it'll go down next week as well. Mm-hmm. If it keeps going up, this could be like a bit of a false rally before yep. it falls away too. We've still There's still time for the fall to happen. That's sort of what I'm trying to say is it might, if it does close high this week and, mm. and maybe not go above this, if it does close high, then we might see another down week next week to finish it out. So don't get mm. too excited pretty much. That's what I'm suggesting yeah, anyway. Fair enough. So, but anyway, that's our take on the market. Mm. So what have we got now? Now we've got uh, to get into your question. Mm. So first up, we've actually got a video question from Claire. Awesome. So let's have a listen to her own. Good on you, Claire. Evening Taylor Janine, my name's Claire. I've just completed my diploma course with you. Uh, It's been fantastic for anyone who is thinking that it is a lot of money, which I did before I'd done the course. Um, It's certainly not. Um, You will make your money back very, very quickly. My question relates to tax. Um, I've been speaking to my tax accountant last year with regard to my trading. Um, And he was under the impression that unless you're day trading, you're not considered a trader, which I do not believe to be true. And I don't think you do either. Um, But looking on the ATO website and reading a few books about trading and where your taxation falls, um, I wondered if you had any tips on books I could read or information that I could find out with regard to how I'm going to go about tax with regard to my trading. At the moment, my trades are sort of between two, three months and longer. Um, They're certainly not day trades. I'm not day trading at all. Um, But I would really like your feedback on taxation and whether to put yourself as an investor or a trader. Um, It would be really great if you could get back to me. Thank you. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Good question. Yeah, look, I mean, I think you've got a comment to make from having you really short and sweet. Yeah, get a new accountant. <laughs> get a really good tax accountant for a start and find someone who actually trades already or they have clients who are traders. Mm. I think it was great that she went to the ATO website. That's and always that the, first the first place, place to go suggest, to. Yeah. yeah. Com- always, always, always. So the answer to the question is mm. your accountant's wrong. It's, he's completely wrong. 
it's the amount you trade has nothing to do whether you classify yourself as a trader. It's the intent, and that's what the tax department talks about. It's about intent. If your intent is to be an investor, then that's exactly what you are. If your intent is to be a trader, that means in terms of an easy definition, if you want to run a business of trading, therefore then that's a different tax classification. So if your intent is to be a trader, then you would have a, a trading plan and a strategy about what you want to do. Then you could actually supply that to your accountant and say, look, I'm going to be a trader. I want to be trading roughly 20 times a year and I want to average, I want to get 10 to 20% on my trades, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And you've got a bit of a plan there and you can handle that to your accountant. And then he knows your intent and so does the tax uh, tax department knows what your intent is. But you might only trade once in the year. It doesn't make you not a trader. That That's all the trades that you actually got for that year because of, hey, the market or whatever else. But you could trade a thousand times in the year. It still wouldn't change the tax treatment for you. But you're a good accountant will actually work it out with you. So um, my accountant used to do this with me and he'd say, okay, so how many trades have you done? Blah, blah. He'd look at it as if he treated you tax as an investor and look at it as if you were a trader, which one was the best tax position for you? And then go with that because you can be either or and you can switch around. But again, it's just about intent, um, not how many times you trade, not how long you keep in the trades. It's the same sort of thing around superannuation, isn't Look, it? Not, Super. What I've found in the past with going to accountants mm. is not all accounts are going to tell you the same thing about any question you ask. So that's why it's really good that you've mm. done your own research and then mm. you can go to an accountant and ask the right questions. And um, just mm. because we say something doesn't mean it's necessarily going to apply to you. So that's where it's really important that you get your own independent advice there. Yeah, mm. get a good accountant. That's yeah, really exactly. what you're saying. You're so. up next. Oh, I'm up next. So next thanks week. Thanks a lot, Claire. Sorry. Way, I thanks. just meant to say thanks I was going to say, it was a really good question. I think mm. it was an excellent question. And a lot of people get confused about taxation and around We haven't had many questions on taxation. People often no. think, okay, let's talk about trading and they forget about that side of things. And you've got to pay your tax. Mm. And that's where the ATO is a great place to go to first and then get a good accountant that is somebody who does handle investors and traders. Okay. Now can I say you're up next? They can say I'm up next <laughs> anyway. So the next question or the next email we have is from Chris who says, hi Dale and Janine, you two are just great and good looking. I think he was talking I about you, not me. Oh, you put that in there. <laughs> in my series of dumb questions, no questions are dumb, matey, definitely not. Um, do companies listed on the ASX adhere to the same reporting dates and requirements if they are listed as a global company or uh, on other world stock markets, i.e. have the same financial year, quarterly, half year and, quarter and yearly reporting schedule? I hope all that makes sense. Cheers, Chris. Now, he was saying that we're good looking because it's a bit of a joke, tongue in cheek, because we know. often talk about people and we always say they're good looking. I say they're good looking. You like don't Claire say a was word. good looking, but you, you didn't say, say anything. Did I you? Say, no, because that would be sexist of me again. Mm. I get in trouble if I say stuff like that. Okay. I gotta, it's okay for you. I say the guys are good looking because people don't take offence to that. Okay. So that's me being Lovely. censored. Answer uh, the question. Really? <laughs> Dual listing of stocks, reporting, et cetera, et cetera. Answer the question. Well, it depends if they're a cross-listing or if they're a dual mm. listing. So, you know, and, and I would actually suggest that as an, as an investor or trader that you go and actually go onto the company's website, have a look at their investor centre. There's a phone number there, email address there potentially. Just contact them and ask them the question because it could be different depending on where they've listed mm. and what type of listing they, ha they have. So that's my suggestion. Mm. Yeah, I'd be the same because, I, mean, I mean, if you're asking a real simple question is, the, let's say they're listed on the US, is that the same reporting as Australia? And the answer has got to be no. It's, they're different reporting requirements in the US. Um, and, not, and their financial year is calendar year, not like ours, which starts from one July. But Well, if on. you've got a dual listing, it's almost a separate entity anyway. It's almost so a separate entity. And then yeah. how it is listed too. Mm. So that's what you were talking mm. about. So go and look at their... Um, All right. Yep. Thank you very much for that one. The next email question we have is from David. Hi, David. And he says, hello, can, have, can I have your technical analysis opinion on the chart for WAM, Alternative Assets Limited, WMA, formerly Blue Sky Alternatives Access Fund Limited. Thank you. All right, awesome. we've got that up on the screen there. Oh. Now you can see there's a big gap in the chart there where it's nice. fallen away. Was that the COVID? What was that? It's not COVID, that's um, that monthly chart. That's, that's March 2018. 2018. That's a huge big drop. Mm, that's strange. Look, the first thing I would do, obviously, when I see big gaps like that on a monthly chart, mm. is to just update the data. 
as a trader um, doing analysis on the history, it's really important and something I impressed upon people when we were working with them through our support service um, that we provide people. So, you know, you always make sure your data's up to date. So if that's fine, then it's just something that's happened that's it's not, um, you know, a technical issue. It's more mm. a fundamental about the company. But you can see there the price is rising up to fill that space in on the monthly chart there. But at, at the moment, it hasn't stopped rising on the weekly chart. The Massive highs move, are still moving up higher. But the liquidity is a little bit choppy. Uh, you can see there from the weekly chart, just the way the bars are unfolding there, it could be a question. So it's the volume... liquid, yeah. Yeah, the, vo- the price gives it away a little bit. Anything below a dollar is often that's the case. The liquidity will come into question. And then you have a look at the volume traded per day and you can see that there's only, what, a million units. Mm. Well, he doesn't tell us whether he owns or he doesn't own it. We said really. a week. That's a weekly volume. That's a weekly mm. chart. So it's not saying whether he owns or he doesn't own it. So we're not sure what the intention is. Right mm. now it's going up and you'd need to assume it's still going to continue to go up until it doesn't anymore. Yeah, well, look, sometimes people write in because they want mm. to know, can I buy it? Some people write in because they want to know, should I sell it? You just okay, never know. Okay, would you know. buy this now? No. Okay, would you sell it now? No. That's easy. Mm, done. Okay. Next question is for you. Uh, the next question is, no, it's not for me. It's from Joe. So the next question is from Joe. He says, <laughs> hi, Dale and Janine. I like your thoughts on CSL, please. CSL again. If you're tired of this question about CSL, could you please have a look at the material sector, in particular Amcor, which seems to be falling. I have a small holding of Amcor purchased at the price of $16.21. Thank you. So we're going to cover... Cool. All right. Yep. Hopefully. Okay. AMC, that's the code, isn't it? Yep. So here we go. We can see the share prices dropped down between $14 and $15 just more recently. The thing that excites me about mm. this share is this big p- pattern that's formed on the this monthly chart pack. there. My goodness. You know, that is just so interesting mm. from a technical point of view. Once, once you start studying our courses and learning a bit more about how stocks unfold. Um, this one's one of those classic cases. But look, um, if we see a rise back up in the share price, no. I'd say if he's bought at 1621, you've got to have a stop loss in place. Cause well, you would have to, yeah. That's huge resistance across that level. Now, in theory, mm-hmm. the stock should turn around and go back through it. Doesn't mean it always will, mm-hmm. but it's just what it looks like. But as that resistance gets mm-hmm. stronger and stronger across there, um, stocks can end up going into a long-term decline after that as well. Mm. So that's why we really need to see Amcor start to push up. I'd say that there's a risk to the downside this month, given that it fell last month. Yep. And if we see it get back above 15.30 or thereabouts, it could be making another move to make a challenge of that high. And I would yeah. say that it's more likely to go through it than not if it does get going. Yeah, if it's, so what you're saying right now, they're in 11% loss. Mm. You're saying if it keeps falling, then you need to have a stop loss. Correct. Okay, because it's, it's, if it keeps falling from here, it's likely to keep going right down. Mm-hmm. If you're saying it's going, if it starts to turn and go up in the next week or two, then it might break through these levels. But even this month wouldn't be enough. Uh, I'd like yeah. to see it go through in March. It's really okay. be important no, for it. I mean, mm. just from what I'm seeing, I mean, we don't know when they bought. Yes. Um, but... By all accounts, if they're bought anywhere. But if they anywhere, have been watching the show, yeah. they would have a stop loss in place more well, than likely. they would. I just think uh, they bought at the wrong time from that point Well, of not necessarily mm-hmm. because, I mean, it was pushing through that high, but would you buy right before those tops? No. Yeah, but, but then again, they might have had a rule that told them to get in at around that level. Uh-huh. So this is where the art is comes in. Is this the in. secret hidden rule? Yeah, so this is the discussion that we have with our students when they come mm. on board is that, you know, you can trade in a black and white sense or you mm. can use the art. Now, how you actually develop that skill, it takes time and you need someone mm. to guide you to, to show you what that means, really. Most people do anyway. Mm. Um, so I guess looking at it, I don't think necessarily that he's done a, you know, something wrong by the look mm. of that, but it's just about the stop loss and then having those decisions made ahead of time before you actually take the trade, know how you're going to exit and know you know, what your decisions could be if it's, it's all those if questions, like what yeah, if a stock rises really strongly when you go to buy it, for instance, what if a stock plummets after you've bought it? Um, do you change your rules? What do you do? All of those sorts of things need to be so thought through. So you go through. from oh, oh yippee to oh shit. Is that what you're telling me? No, <laughs> no you don't do that at oh, all. Okay. No, you just have, you, you just have your thoughts listed out as to exactly how you're going to tackle it so that you're doing it in the cold 
um, light of day or night, whatever that is for you, and not making mm. the decisions on the fly. Okay, mm. cool. Have some rules around it all. But right now, protect yeah. the downside and let the upside happen. Correct. If it doesn't. Yes. Okay. Now, the next email we have is from Martin. G'day, Martin. Hi, Dale and Janine and team. Would you like to do a segment on what we've seen this week with Reddit and GameStop, etc.? You know, how did you read our minds? I find this particularly interesting as our market had a massive drop on Thursday, but then Friday appeared to be business as usual. And since mum and dad retail investors would not have been responsible for such a large market move on the ASX on Thursday, it appears as though there was some manipulation by the so-called big end of town. Well, surprise, surprise. Mm. Meanwhile, when retail Robinhood traders take actions that affect the market, all of a sudden this is deemed as somehow illicit activity with some brokers subsequently refusing to take trades. In other words, it's okay for the big end of town to move the market, but not for retail traders to beat them at their own game. No wonder some people don't trust the stock market or accuse it of being rigged. Would love to hear your thoughts on this, Martin. Oh, gosh, you must have read my mind. <laughs> that's hard. That's a scary place, Martin. That's a really scary place. Now, Martin, place. you asked, and we're going to deliver. Tonight, we're going to cover just this topic because you asked us to. So, Thank you very much for sending that through. We really appreciate it. And Dale, you got on your high horse a lot about this one, didn't you? I'm not talking about it. <laughs> Before we get into the topic, we hope you're enjoying the show so far and we have lots more to come. Before we get into that, though, now's the perfect time to hit that subscribe button and also like the video. It makes me smile more and then he gives me less of a hard time. So please help me out. Remember those who email in a video question during the month of February, you'll go into a drawer to win a signed copy of Dale's book, Accelerate Your Wealth, and we will announce the winner at the end of February. So remember, you must email in your video question. So fire up your camera and get talking. So Claire's already in that. So one, which book she? are they getting? You didn't tell them which book. Well, I think you should give them Accelerate Your Wealth. The latest one. Mm. Okay, my blue one. This one. It's fallen over, actually. I'd say give this them one. the choice. Give well, the person the choice. Well, they can get the other one for free. They just pay shipping. I know, then they don't have to pay the shipping. Well, they won't have to pay it if they get this but book. But what if they've already bought it? But I'm going to give it to them. Oh, okay. Would you like me to give you this book? So I think that's the question. And okay. I'd say yes. Put your answers down below. But send in a video and you get a chance to win it and I'll sign it for you. You signed one for me I'll, I'll, years I'll, ago. <laughs> I don't know where it is. You signed it. It's that, <laughs> is that valuable to you. I've signed it and you've thrown it away. Okay. I've got to stop laughing now. We're getting into a more serious topic now. Now's the time to get into the topic, which is GameStop. Stock mania causes chaos in the stock market. What happened? So this is a story that's important to dissect, regardless of your current level of knowledge and experience, because what occurred could change the market as we know it. Unless you were asleep under a rock, you will have heard about the US stock market frenzy last week as retail traders from Reddit pushed the price of the GameStop stock up 2,000% in their desire to cause a short squeeze for short sellers and hedge funds at the big end of town. Now I know why you fumbled and you said... Um, game stock instead of game, game stock. I know. It's, <laughs> it's tough. These retail traders created a flash hurt on chat forums and apps that caught the big boys unaware. We love that. Which has caused concern for regulators and brokers. While everyone likes to make good profits, we want to discuss whether the stock market has changed and should we expect this situation to have created a new norm or was last week just a storm in a teacup? So let's analyse what happened with the game stop stop stock. <laughs> why it happened, the risks involved, and whether this strategy is something you should follow or avoid at all costs. You did well. You got GameStop, stock, stock. It's like that's a tongue twister, isn't it? And I thought a short squeeze was having a short girlfriend. Yeah. Okay, we've just um, lost the picture there. So <laughs> isn't that ironic? Because you were telling me before before the show came on, on what are we going to talk about in this first part? Mm -hmm. And now you don't get to see it. I don't get to see it, no. So anyway, but... <laughs> Okay. okay. So is it my turn now or are you going to keep going or what are we yeah, going so, to talk about? So the there interesting thing was it's yeah. about GameStop. It is about GameStop. And what happened, right? So, I mean, GameStop is an interesting company in that it was out of favour. Yes. And the hedge funds had taken a position in it. Then they were looking to short it, apparently. Yeah. Trying well, to they, buy up all the stock. You know, but I, I, to I have it. to agree with Martin in terms of, you know, it's the, the big end of town have been doing this for decades and centuries and now... Everybody else has done it to them and they're complaining about it. So, but, Well, yeah. when I heard about mm. it, I thought, oh, 
who came up with this strategy? Some brilliant person who devised mm. it. But, you know, you and I were talking about the technology mm. that's happening with algorithmic trading and all the fast high-speed trading. And we were talking about all these platforms, mm. but we didn't really put two and two together and think that someone could have devised such a strategy and done this. Well, people have been ramping stocks in chat forums and everything for a long, long time since chat forums were invented. But, but a lot of people have lost their shirts through correct, trying to because, follow those strategies. Be, because a lot of people aren't and i and i we say you know younger and more and less experienced people and sometimes the younger people say well they're not all young people mm. so don't stop saying young people well it generally is the younger people doing this mm. but to me what really highlights the inexperience of these people is what happened also last week in interesting a stock in australia that had the same stock code as um, GameStop. It called GME. GM e. It mm. was the stock code for GameStop stock in the US. There's a GME in Australia. Mm -hmm. And Australians were buying it. And it went up over 100% in the last three weeks. And 85% of that was in the three days of last week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It was going, it went up 85% before on Friday. Mm. The same, that GME in Australia fell lower than mm -hmm. what it opened for the week. So anybody that went in and jumped in thinking they were buying GameStop, try to buy in, they all lost money by Friday. Yeah. And that shows you they're not even buying the right stock. Mm. So that shares with you that how inexperienced a lot of people are. They're just following the herd and the noise. Now, in another event that actually happened in the US, there was a tweet by Elon Musk that sent another comp a listed company, Signal Advance, up 1,500% in a day, in 24 hours, as Robinhood traders, again, bought the wrong stock. Now, mm. Elon Musk was talking- Yeah, because talk the one he was talking about was an unlisted company, was Correct, it? it was unlisted. All he was talking mm. about was this messaging app. He was saying, don't use WhatsApp, use this. Mm. And so Musk um, was talking about that, but Musk also tweeted around about GameStop, stop, stock, stay up. <laughs> GameStop stock mm. as well and also added to the fuel of everybody else because he's an influencer yeah. and he was trying to get back at the hedge funds mm. because they were heavily shorting Tesla last year. It was mm. the most shorted stock in the US last year. And so Adbitic price kept rising. So, and that was, so he was getting back at those. But it's interesting what happens, mm -hmm. that people are okay getting on a chat forum and just buying blindly what's on the chat forum. So there's a couple of things it's around crazy. all that. Mm. And to me, that's the crazy thing. But I do agree why the big end of town crying because they're the ones doing it all the time you know yeah. they're the ones manipulating the I market i think that the great thing about what's happened is it's mm. actually brought mm. into people's space that have no idea about what happens in the market behind mm. the scenes and now they actually have a more much clearer picture of what's going on and they're probably all wondering why aren't the regulators doing something about Correct. it and think about the pullback that happened in covid you know, yes. would we have had something of that veracity if it hadn't have been for, hedge you know, the funds, way that hedge funds are and the system that we allow to happen and the fact that they can get access to all of that, you know, those stocks in super funds, for example. We've just got all of this money just sitting there and the sharks can just swim around and then come and take yeah, their pickings. Well, to me, it's like there's two markets. There's the hedge funds and then there's the rest of the market. And mm. the hedge funds are setting their own parameters about what they do and they manipulate the market all the time. And that's really where this whole chat forum on the reddit forum I, look i think it's fantastic what they did mm. because it's given the big hedge funds a big slap across the cheek saying well you're trying to rape and pillage but the here. downside for those people who are mm. blindly following it thinking oh my goodness look at how much money they made or i made all this money because mm. i was on it mm. they could be thinking they could be unaware of the fact that the hedge funds could just go and use it against them the fact Correct. that they're out in the open that you're showing your hand by putting something on a forum that you're going to do and now that they're going to be watching that well, I've yeah, even seen posts in the last couple of days. I've seen, I'm not on chat forums, I've just seen things like YouTube videos pop up saying silver's the next GameStop stock. Mm -hmm. You know, the short squeeze is going to happen on that. I'm thinking, mm. you don't play poker with your hands on the table. Yeah. You know, if you're telling them that's what's going to happen, then the big end of town aren't going to let it happen because mm. they've got far more money. And it doesn't matter whether a million retail traders are going to trade. If the big end of town Yeah, but then how did they let this happen? Correct. Well, because the court demand awareness, they didn't mm. think it would happen, I think. Whereas they're yeah. going to be much more prepared next time and they'll have strategies around all of that. So what are your thoughts on the risks um, around taking these tips from the chat forums? Well, we've always been an advocate of understand what you're doing yourself. Don't invest in what you don't know. Make sure you've got education, experience, etc. And don't take tips from anybody. Mm. Always know why you're buying something. And that really was highlighted again in what I was saying before about GME in Australia being ramped up. If you knew what you were doing, why would you buy GME in Australia if you were thinking you were buying GameStop? 
Yeah. So you wouldn't That's just... That's one of the biggest mistakes you can like make, Two weeks it? ago, I, nobody watching this video, or it's unlikely anybody watching this video, even had heard about GameStop. Mm. I got contacted by our PR company on Thursday and said, I've got journalists wanted to talk to you about GameStop. And I ended I emailed back saying, what's GameStop? Mm. And have you got something I can read up? And then when it was all about hedging and shorting the market That's and ramping, mm. I knew exactly what to talk about. Mm. And then I did uh, 10 minutes of research around the pricing and what went on. And I chatted to the journalist. Be but I'd never heard of GameStop because it's such a small company in the US. And this does happen in Australia, but it's not as highlighted. Yeah, we've seen as stocks ramped up and then they just come right back mm. down to their price that they were trading at before or close mm. to it, which is what's happened with this one. But let's just have a look now at a chart of GameStop so that everyone can learn from mm. this by looking at the chart rather than just reading a lot of commentary. So let's go to the charts. Oh, yeah. All right. We can see there we've got the monthly and the week or oh, the daily. I ended up putting you the daily chart. You can control the mouse if you like. I mean, I'm, really? I'm not oh, touching gee, it. Goodness me. To show people what you're talking wow. about. Okay, he's handed over control. Uh, looking dangerous. at the, looking, looking at the daily chart there because normally you guys know us. I put the monthly chart up and the weekly chart mm. up. Really, do we go to the daily or we might just go there just briefly to have a look at what's happened on a day to day basis. But I thought, what's the point in having the weekly chart up there um, when we're talking about such a short time frame? So we can see what happened here on Tuesday. It had actually traded up higher. So someone's already in the know at that point. Well, I was about to say that is the volumes giving it away. Yeah. So the people that were ramping in in the forum. Can you please put the cross here on? I don't. I know you don't like it, but it's going to be easier for people who are watching to see I'm this. I'm just looking at the date. So if you look at that bar there, right, that's, if we look at the volume, this bar here, which is this bar here, had the most volume over those three days. So we're talking about this bar here where it started to take off had the most amount of volume over those So that was a days. week earlier. That was earlier than what everything mm -hmm. came out. So the people that were wanting to ramp it were already had already bought it or mm -hmm. buying it that day mm -hmm. um, to get into it. Uh, and then obviously this is what's going on. So. so that sort of also fits in with what we talk about with people mm. getting in, who are in the know, getting on the Friday or mm. towards the close of the end of the week. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so looking at here, we're seeing the volumes here and we're looking at, if we're looking at a daily chart, this is opened here, traded right up to this point, right up here at... 483 before it closed lower. So people buying it on these days are losing yeah, so money. So who was buying here? Like who's who's buying there? Like in this bar here, it's gapped it right gapped. up on the 27th of January mm. on the Wednesday. Mm. People are still buying. The ones who are in the know have actually sold out here mm. and mm. then it just falls away. Yeah, so let's, let's quickly look at this. Now I've never even been to a Reddit forum. I just don't go into forums and I don't have time. So a lot of short positions would have been closed out so here, So this stock they? jumped 140% in one hit from the close of, of on Tuesday mm. to Wednesday. And this is when it all sort of started coming out. So this is where the posts probably would have been. And looking at the, the posts in Reddit, you would have been able to correlate that with yeah. these moves, these things here. So if, if you're somebody who was a follower of the herd, so to speak, you would have been jumping in around here at this open price. So you would have been paying top dollar for it. If you were in earlier, then you would have made money. Yeah. And I'm sure... So people who don't have an opportunity to look at charts wouldn't have had a clue what was going on. No. And, and anybody who bought in here probably would have been selling out through here to these people who were buying in there. Mm. But And I'm not suggesting anything untowards happen or illegal is happening. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just suggesting that the majority majority are guessing at this. But how do, you, how do you get out of that as well? Because we're talking about the daily chart here. Correct. So we haven't, we're not going down to an intraday chart here. We're just looking at the daily chart. Mm. So there's no exit rule yet. No, there's not. Yeah. But that's the thing is you can't have, can you have entry and exit rules when you're getting somebody ramping a stock like this? That's the question. Let's just come back to this in a few weeks' time and see what's well, unfolded. Well, we can have a look at it in a couple of weeks' time to see what's actually going on. Yeah. Absolutely. So now let's take a look at the, the stock that we were talking about that went up in Australia because people thought this was the stock being talked about. As the stock code was the same, as Dale said, GME. So I'll bring this one up. So this is GME Australia, which is a mining company. Yeah, so this is a totally different stock in a totally different area. Now, you would be quite excited, I guess, if you were the GME um, board to see your share price If I was a major share that, I'd be ecstatic. But then you'd have to explain it to the market, <laughs> potentially, <laughs> what's going on. Um, but yeah, so an incredible move on that. The thing that I'm quite mm. interested in with this stock is it's going to be put on the radar. Correct. Of a lot of people now who have no idea, basically, mm. because just because it's come up in the media. But if we bring that crosshair back, oh, you turned it off on me. 
Yeah. Uh, we bring the cross here back and we can see there there's a really important area across here. So if this stock gets back above 11 cents, this could have changed the trajectory for this it share. Could, could have changed it to, yeah, absolutely. Mm. But this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier um, in the thing where I said it went up 85%. Yeah, so here we go. This is last Friday of, of the week prior. Then this was last uh, Friday. Sorry, that's is that Monday or Friday? That's Friday. Hey, the other thing is too, while you're this company and you've got oh, Airplay, because journalists would want to be knowing about you, mm -hmm. potentially if you were on the board, you'd want to be getting some Airplay mm -hmm. from this. Mm. So there's an opportunity to really canvas the company and get it out there. Well, Hopefully there there's go. a good story about it. This is the daily chart. Now look, that's Wednesday the 20th of January. There was no, see the range? Mm. There was zero, the same buy and sell price. So what eight. does that tell people who are watching? It's exceedingly liquid. So you can see again, it opened and closed all at the same price with 66,000 shares at points, it's at six cents. So it's mm. not a highly liquid stock. Then we're going through and here we have Monday the 25th of January. So Monday of last week, it was sitting there then obviously Tuesday and then it gapped up Wednesday, Thursday it took off. Just uh, like the other chart? Just so like it's the a other replica. chart on Friday. So it's a real replica here of it, of it moving. So going from that open on Wednesday to here, we're talking 88%, but it gapped up you know, here at 15 or 16%, then the next day it was up 32. It, oh, almost, sorry, looks, it almost looks computer generated, doesn't it? Given the yeah. same sort of pattern unfolded. But again, as I said, people were buying the wrong stock. So what do you mm. take on that one? And, yeah. and as I Get said, out quick. <laughs> yeah, and this is the stuff we need to be careful of with people. So if you want to watch chat forums, mm. then you're going to get burnt at times. And if you want to take tips from everybody else, then you're going to get burnt at some times. And people that made money out of this would have been sheer luck. Mm. And I think a lot of people making money out of... Um, um, well, it would have been hard to get out, you know, because... Correct. And they may still be in it. I don't know. Mm. And, you, and you really don't know the people that bought in, if they're still in it or not. But you've got to say to people is always know why you're buying and always know what you're buying. Don't just blindly follow other people. And, mm. that, and even, you know, Janine and I constantly say to people, whilst this is what we're thinking in the stock, you shouldn't just take our advice on that. Okay. So what if somebody is mm. prone to doing this or, or is sitting out there thinking, oh, yeah, like I can't help myself when someone talks about a stock. I get attracted to this one. I've got to go and have a look at that, and I'm having a look at this other one. Put um, five hundred thousand dollars in. Don't go no, and borrow the bank. Oh, geez, I was hoping he wouldn't say something. Like, oh, okay. I wasn't meaning that. Oh, okay, sorry. You know, I was talking about staying focused. Oh, okay. On just a few stocks and knowing them really well, okay, rather good. than getting distracted. Because I mean, what happens to traders who get distracted by the next stock that people talk about? They miss all the good ones. That's right. You keep they're keeping chasing trades, and by that they're trying to do more research and trying to find the next big thing. But in trying to find the next big thing, they they don't get it That's most it. of the time. Mm. And it's like the book Acres of Diamonds. I don't know if have you read yeah, Acres yeah. of Diamonds? Yeah, years ago you made me read yeah, it. I think I made you read it. Yeah. So, but you can Google it. I call Acres of Diamond. I can't remember who the author is. And it, there's mm. a free PDF of it. It's not a big book. Mm. It was actually a book on a speech that somebody gave. But it talks about um, somebody. Um, looking everywhere for diamonds all around the world and eventually sold his property um, and basically gave up. And the person that bought, bought his property walked out in the backyard, picked up a rock and it was a diamond. And yeah. there were diamonds all through his property. So he was looking everywhere for riches, but instead of where he should have been mm. and back on his own home. And this is sort of what I'm talking about here is people are following everybody on chat forums, hoping to make lots of money. I'm not suggesting there's not good people on chat forums. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting there's not people that know what they're doing on chat forums. But generally, really good traders don't stay anywhere near chat forums. Look, I'm hoping that it actually gets some of these um, mm. big funds to change their Correct. ways. Really. I, hope they, I hope they've mm. learned to lessen the big funds. And, you know, and I know both you and me are against hedge funds. We're against high frequency trading mm -hmm. because I don't think it makes a fair market. We've yeah. got all these, and they they are. We know because we've looked in one of our episodes. Mm. We looked right back to '87, and we know that the mm. the way that the chart move has changed mm. since the more computers have come in, into the picture. There. Yep, high frequency, all mm. those algorithmic trading, all that sort of stuff. I think they shouldn't be doing it in mm. the way they're doing it because it does create. It's not creating a fair market in my book. Well, and, definitely and, the, and the, the hedge hinting, funds, their the whole shorting goal. side's not creating a fair market. Well, it's not because the it's hedge funds... It's not adding funds value to anything, which is what the stock correct. market's supposed to do. And it's not... And it's... Not, and it's, it's Whilst it's legal, I don't think it's morally ethical. 
because well, they're, if what they they're short trying, it until the company goes bust yeah, or until worse, they've got they're actually control. putting out news all the time. They're getting on the TV. They're pushing. They're saying this stock's terrible. Yeah. They're, they're making rumours up about the company, all sorts of stuff, mm. to drive the stock price down, and and that is benefiting them mm. in the hedge fund, and it's not benefiting the company itself, mm. and it's not benefiting the investors in the company because they're trying to make money. And to me, I think that's where I have a challenge on that. Yeah, so I think you've already summed up, really, haven't mm. you? You probably don't. Do you need to say much more then? Well, I mean, I suppose, you know, to me, this is really an example of, you know, systemic issues that are in the market, you mm. know, and it's really the most important message is, don't blindly follow what other people are saying or doing. Please do your own research. Understand what you're buying. Have a set of rules about what you're buying, when you're buying, how you're buying, what needs to trigger to buy, making sure you do your money management correctly and above all set stop losses. If you just see somebody saying buy ABC or XYZ stock um, on a chat from, and you go and buy it, then you need to take that risk that you could be getting it wrong or you could be going buying something that's just going to fall away and take your money. So therefore... Only investing the money into those sorts of companies or those sorts of tips, if that makes sense. Money that you can say, if you lose it, you go, oh, well, that was just an, you know, mm. a night at the pub or whatever it is. You know, that sort of blase, well, if I lose it, I lose it. I didn't it. think you want people to have that attitude. Well, no, they shouldn't, but I'm just saying people will still do that anyway because mm. it's all that fear of missing out, this is happening. Because it will happen again. Mm. You know, there'll be another game stop stock. Mm-hmm. out there and it will be one and there is we see them on the Australian market every now and again too on these chat forums mm-hmm. so to me is you know always understand why you're buying something why and what what it, what purpose does it have for your portfolio all right thank you very much that's my that's my um summary all right now let's get into some more emails but before we do remember to hit that subscribe button now whilst you're there give us a big thumbs up and click the like button Click the like. I love clicking the like button. Yeah, you enjoy that, don't you? You can only click it once on any video. That's the only problem. I want to click it a hundred <laughs> times, but anyway. We have a request from. That's yours. That's, yeah, thank you Go very much for that. We got a, repre- a request from Kaiser, I think it is, who please discuss AGL, CSL and Sydney for 2021. I'm holding these stocks with substantial amount of loss at the moment. Uh, are they worth a hold for the next six to eight months? Um, we're going to pick one stock, mate, and it's only going to be AGL. So um, from that point of view, but let's have a look at AGL. Yeah. So look, um, we've talked a bit about CSL, so I thought we'd bring up AGL. Sydney mm. airports might be a nice one to discuss at another on wow. another night. But AGL has been in a long-term decline. So we can see there, it's actually gone lower than what we expected. It's a good it to, argument for stop losses, isn't it? Mm. And so it's come all the way down to $11, which oh, close to 11 And it looks like it might be bottoming out now, but we said that last time that it could be bottoming out, Mm. but there was always the risk of it continuing to decline. If we keep predicting enough, it will. No, well, we we always say there's a risk of stock, you know, could continue to Mm. decline if it's in a decline because that's the reality of trends. The risk with it right now is that it could um, potentially take out that low that happened post the GFC because it's heading towards it. No, the one that you picked just a moment ago. That one there, yeah. That's what I thought. Around the GFC. So... Let um, me use the crosshair and show the example. That'd be lovely. There you go. I mean, it's still a way to go to get down there, but because it's in such a sharp trend, anything's possible right now. Well, right now, I'm not sure why, you know. I, I, why I would still be holding it. Correct, yeah. And it is a really big argument for holding but it, having But stop it's losses. harder for the person who's watching this mm. because, you know, we're saying that it could bottom out at this level. You know, and then we're saying you should have, have sold it or have a stop loss in place. We're not giving personal financial advice, but we're just talking about generally the way to, to manage something. But if they're still in it and it's getting mm. close to where it might find support, and it may even be here because, look, there's some strength across there and it might but turn around and go up here. But is giving somebody false hope? Potentially. I'm not in mm. the business of giving anybody false hope. No. No, correct. We're just trying to be honest with people. Mm. But generally people, the longer a stock falls in price, the more, the harder it gets for people to sell because then mm. they start thinking, well, how much money am I going to lose if I sell it? But then they're not looking at the other side Look, of the thing. The other side too is that we've reviewed people's portfolios mm. over the years and we've had portfolios come into us. And then when we've looked at the stocks within a portfolio, there have been situations where We've, we've said, look, you know, if we were holding that stock, we wouldn't be selling it right now mm. because, you know, it's already right down at a really low level and a low support level and it might bounce up from here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is this likely to be one of those situations it's where it possible, could bounce from there? It could still keep going further and mm. that's really where there's a line in the stand. We say to people, you know, like in my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, uh, by the book, it would, would have 
paid for itself a hundred times over, I would suggest, probably even a thousand times Just putting times a trend over. line on it. Just mm. putting a, an exit strategy on it, a trend line or whatever, from my book, it would have protected on all three of those stocks. Um, and you can calculate the cost to you by looking at, let's say, just calculate 15% off, off the high of all these after you bought it. Um, and if you just exited 15% below your buy price, where how much money would still be in your bank account now if that's all you've done? And we can calculate it in a different ways, but it, it really does pay to have a plan, an exit plan. If you're getting into a stock, you need to make sure you've got some uh, an exit strategy on those so they're not holding long-term downward moves like this one that we've seen in AGL. So, All right. Let's move on to the next email now we have from Lewis. So, yeah. hi, Lewis. Um, he says, hi, Dale. I'd like your Where's opinion. Well, you've got me, mate. Um, on your recent movements in the lithium space. Now, I'll let Dale answer this. More specifically, Argosy Minerals, AGY. I luckily bought in here at three cents and, and a more another parcel at six cents. Thanks, Lewis. Oh, look, thanks for being so honest and open yeah. about what you've done, mate. I, just looking at the chart there, um, it has risen up really strongly mm. and, you know, but look, what was it, six cents he bought it? So he's done quite well. He's that? asking me because you keep telling everybody I like the lower cap stocks. Yeah, I know. Look, I mean, you do. So go for it. Oh, uh, what was interesting to me and what he said there is luckily I bought in at three. Mm. That suggests to me he doesn't have a plan. And then he's bought in at six, but what's his position sizing? And then he's bought in at six, so why buy in at six? And what's the position sizing? Because to me, there is no luck about trading. Mm. You know, to me, it's you either know what you're buying and why you're buying or you don't. Um, and so luckily, it, he's, you know, in terms of... Does that that could be unlucky next time, couldn't it? Yeah, so he's bought in approach. right down here at around that sort of three cent mark, right off the bottom. Now, I would never have bought down there. Now, I don't know, because he wouldn't have bought along here because there's all five cents. Mm. So he's bought somewhere down here or he's bought somewhere way over here back, you know, three or four years ago. 2017. So, you know, you never know. He may have held it from here, run up, and he might have bought it at six cents through and he's still holding it from over here. Yep. Or he could have bought it at three there and bought it around six cents around here, which is possible as well. Mm. And he's doing quite well. So to me, is you're asking the question too late. Mm. You know, that's me book. It's like, well, where is it going to go and what do I think about it? Um, right now, um, it's, it's been a little bit weak this week. But it's all right. But where's your exit strategy? That's all I'd be saying is, you know, how are you going and to protect And that's the challenge capital? with these really illiquid shares mm. is often you can get this push up and then how do you put a stop loss under that or trailing stop under it? Correct. A lot of the time you might yeah. have to just sit there and wait and cross your fingers because, you know, with bigger stocks, more likely than not, you're going to get a rule. Correct. With this, uh, you just don't know how long it's going to take and how far down is it going to go before you see a rule. One of the other things a lot of people don't think of too is if, if you've made money because of sheer luck, mm. you know, and you've guessed and you've got some made some money and a win out of it, that then changes the psychology yeah. in your psychology thinking, well, I've done it once, I can do it again and again. Mm. And the next time... Well, that's the, the same with the GameStop situation. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And so, and I've had traders, you know, that we're mentoring that saying, hey, Dale, I made money on this stock and here's my trade. Mm. And they've sent through the trade and I go, well, you didn't follow rules for entry or exit. Mm. And they go, yeah, but I made money. And I went, don't, don't, pat yourself on the back because you haven't traded well, you've been lucky. Yeah. You've broken rules and you've made money. So that's not a good trade in my book. And, and I know we always say to our traders is trading well means trading well, meaning mm. following your rules. Whether mm. you make money on that trade or not is irrelevant. It's about following the process. And just guessing at or breaking rules is not something that should be celebrated. I'm not suggesting this person's done anything wrong. I'm just saying is... Yeah, I understand where you're um, coming from. At this point in time, I, uh, being lucky... We just need to see a couple more bars on yeah. the weekly chart before we can we know which direction it's going in. Really. Correct. Right now it's not really mm. telling us, but coming has gone up that fast is likely to come down fast. So We've just got another question capital. now. We have another question there from Nerida. That's a lovely name, isn't it? Nerida, I like that name. Hi, Dale and Janine. I'm battling with whether to cut my losses or hang tight with them. Kogan and MFG, I purchased Kogan in November for $21.84 and has continued to drop in value since. I had intended to sell at the 15% stop loss but couldn't hit the button for some reason. Um, it was hovering under 15% loss for some time and then with the recent dip is now at 21%. MFG I purchased in November and again in January with an average buy of $55.12. is sitting at a loss of currently 12 
of 12.6%. I purchased the second pass in January with an attempt to reduce the buy price. I found you guys soon after and have not done that with any other stocks since. Uh, lesson learned, thanks again, Nerida. So thank you, Nerida, for being so honest and open about what you've done. I mean, you know, what are you laughing at? She's laughing at me, Nerida. What are you laughing at? I put that question in there on purpose at oh, that moment. because every time a long one, you start laughing. Just so I could have a drink. You're going to give okay? people a, a complex because you're laughing while I'm reading. You're going to give me a complex <laughs> on that. So, um, yeah, Nerida, you've, what you've done and you've realised what you've done is buying more of a stock that you're losing money on. That's a big sin. Don't do that. And nobody should be doing that. If you're losing money, don't try and average your buy price down because you could be falling all the way down and that's dollar cost averaging. And we don't suggest that while a stock is falling, it's less of a sin if the stock's rising, you buy more, even though we don't just do that. But if it's falling away, definitely don't buy more. Um, I wanted to have a look at Kogan. We'll have a look at Kogan. And I know you would understand, you know, like I do, why she didn't sell at 15% loss. Yeah. You know, it's it's the first loss is the toughest one, and it really is hard. Well, it looked like it was going up so strongly yeah. too. Still, this share for, for mm. quite some time, and now it's just pulled back, mm. and it's changing the personality of the share. So, in yeah. order for Kogan to be looking interesting again, it really must get above that high. Mm. So this is the high week ending, I think, the 29th of January. It's 21.89. Yep. We need to see the stock price get above there. Probably in the next couple of months, it needs to do that. If it takes out this low, there's always a risk on the downside that it could come back further. Now, I think she said Kogan, she was only down, no, she was down 21% on Kogan. Mm. Okay, whereas MFG, she's not only down. Now, she would have been okay for a little while there. Mm. Until last week, it was last week's bar that really tipped the scales mm. one way or another. So I just want to have a quick look on the daily chart there. Now, you know, you know that I do like to follow gaps, even though gaps don't always work. You know, we just occasionally a stock will come up and fill a gap, but it may be coming down to fill this one. So that's the risk with it mm. at the moment. Okay, so hang tight or just have a stop loss on there. Um, I would just look, I mean, if I, if I was holding it, I'd mm. probably hang tight if I was still holding it at this point, just to see if it would come up. Yeah. Um, if it keeps falling down, you've got to just draw a line in the sand and say, you know, I'm where out. is the exit going to be and just I'm decide out. to do that. Okay, cool. Mm. Fantastic. Well, that's it for narrative. Okay. I've, uh, we've got a question from Tom. Hi, Dale and Janine. I bought Worley at 10.56 and after yesterday's fall of nearly 11%, wondering exactly what I should do. I've got my stop loss at 15%. However, do I wait and look at the charts at the end of the week or keep an eye on it daily and if it falls below 15% sell? Do you think this stock is likely to keep falling? Thanks, Tom. Good question there. So we can see Worley on the chart. Now, big picture. Mm on yep. Worley, long-term, it looks bullish long-term. It does look bullish long-term. Now, this week is the thing that's changed it for mm -hmm. the picture, but only temporary. It may be just that the, the shorter-term trend has changed. Yep. But whether the medium to longer-term is changed, it's too early to tell just yet because we don't have a confirmed um, uptrend line underneath that rise yet, but this move back might be cre helping to create that. And this is where stocks that can be a bit volatile you don't know when the pullback happens regardless of what the news is you mm. don't know whether it's pulling back to give you that point for your trend line or not that's a good point though isn't it mm. you know i know we do get people saying well you think it's going to go down for a couple of weeks that means i'm selling mm. and we go no we're not saying that because we need to allow stocks to move and fluctuate yep. to be able to create the rules that we need for buying and selling mm. you know it's not always about oh i think the market's going down for two weeks to so just sell out no that's not what you're talking but she does have a stop loss on it. As long as she's see. got a stop loss on it, that's the mm. reason for the stop loss, to yeah. protect whatever profits But sometimes you don't have to do it on a trade-through. Mm. It could be mm. daily close below that, weekly close below that mm. that level. I mean, it doesn't have to be the, a cent below the stop, does it? No, it doesn't. And there's multiple different stop losses, trailing stop mm. losses we can use. Now, we don't talk about them here on the show because they take a lot to teach people all that sort of stuff. Oh, the trailing stop losses, you've got to get into a lot and it could take more than the time from that we've got on the show. But it, well, it does. <laughs> Just to talk about one. So mm. It's interesting how, you know, we get you know, with the people on our trading mentor course, our getting sort of started beginners course and some of the questions I get and they, and they it's like they, the, the question is, to write the answer to the question, I have to write War and Peace right. to give them the full detail of it all because a lot of people don't appreciate the depth of underneath some of this stuff. Mm. So what's what's the, we can talk about a stop loss and say just set a stop loss around here, but the actual mm. knowledge needed to really get it 
of we're in the right places because that's the biggest challenge most people have is exiting like the last email you know she didn't get out on a 15 percent stop mm. loss and we understand that that happens all the time because that's an emotional decision yep and you know the three biggest things with trading is fear of loss fear of failure and fear of getting it wrong mm. so all of those happen when you're in a stop loss situation so we understand battling with that the first time and mm. you know obviously this person's worried about this stock as well in, in terms of Wally. So it's about understanding those fears. But I will say to you, the first loss is the toughest one. And the more you exit, the better your trading will be, your investing will be, and the more money you'll make. So the more times you exit, the more money you'll make. And that sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? It does. It, but it actually works. It actually, the more you exit, it exit stocks and start taking your stop losses, the easier it gets and the more money you actually make. So, um, but yeah, just sit tight. I think that's what you're saying on Wally, yeah? Uh, look, I mean, it's really her decision. She's, yeah. So she's just got to weigh it up as to mm. what, what she's going to do from here. But like anything, it's, it's like we said for the person um, who, who was mm. in the previous question, yeah. you've got to actually decide on what your position is and say so that's that's it and that's what I'm going to do so that you've got a plan to get out of it. Cool. That's really the key there. Wise words from Janine. Mm. Now, I left you the last question. You left me the last you Nice. It's yes. a, is it a long, tough one? No. You give me the long, tough ones with the with the really long it's names. It's not a long, tough one. Okay. Oh, it's an easy name. Rob, that's a good, that's an Aussie name, isn't it? So the last question's from Rob who says, Hi, Janine and Dale. When you look at sector performance at the start of each show, why isn't real estate sector included in your performance analysis? I'm keen to see your technical analysis of SCG. I have held the stock for way too long or years. Kind regards, Rob. And then he goes on to say, yes, he did more, did he? Yes, I should have had an exit strategy when I bought it. My advisor told me to buy more whenever the price dropped. Mm. No longer my advisor, <laughs> exclamation. Good. Um, we don't do the sectors every single video. We only do that once no, a month. No, but when we do do it, he's asking. So look, Rob, we're going to put the real estate sector in there. Oh, I think just we for Rob. Just for Rob. Aren't you nice? We did do you, listen. Did Rob send you chocolate? No. Did he send you anything that was nice? No. And you're still doing it? Why not? You're a nice person. We can only improve by making these changes. <laughs> so what are we looking at, Sydney? All right, we're looking at S Centre Group. Oh, Centre Group, sorry. I do like Sydney, but S Centre Group, not at the moment though, but um, S Centre Group is moving up quite nicely. It's moving sideways at the moment, but it has moved up over the past few months really. And mm -hmm. um, the last couple, it's just been trading within a range. Good, yeah, it really needs to start heading up again to see whether it's going to get back to where it was pre-COVID. Yeah, so he's he's obviously said he's had it for years, so he's had it sort of back from that point of view. So he's been is watching the big drop. It's a, it's it's a, a big stock, stock yeah. to watch. So at the moment, he's trying to get back to where he was before. So um, yeah, I'd say look, you know, it, it, look, I'm mm. not giving Rob personal advice at all, but I'm just saying if you were holding the stock, you wouldn't be, there's no reason to sell it right now if you're not out of it already. Correct. And it's, it's not looking too bad, even though it's fallen away the last week or two, it's not looking too bad at the moment, is it? So um, I don't mind this stock. Mm. I'm not sure about, you know, yeah, the longer term, medium to longer term, but right now I do like the stock. It needs to do a little bit more to really prove where it's going. But if it gets through this Look, sort it of may levels, come back to the angle of that, because there's a trend, mm. an angle of the trend underneath yeah, well, that rise. A little trend line oh, you're actually going to put one under there. Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not Gee. putting a proper trend line on it. Oh, on. you're just marking the angle of the rise. Yeah, just marking the angle of the yeah, rise. Yeah, so it's trying to stick with that angle, isn't it? Mm, that's mm. all it's doing. And so, you know, we may see it sort of move up from the from through here. And if it goes if it through the sort back. of levels through that $3 level, um, then there's no reason why it wouldn't keep moving right mm. up to the $4 level right at this point in time. So I don't see a big issue with that. But okay. thanks for the question, Rob. Good it was one. really and thanks for giving me an easy name at the end of it. It was good. That's a that pleasure. Now, last week we did ask you to share with us the name of the stock you believe would outperform in 2021 and why. And if you are unable to pick a stock, we suggested you may like to share what your roadblock is to choosing one so that we can discuss possible solutions to assist you. Now, thanks to everyone who participated, as we certainly had a wide variety of stocks and some good and some. Well, interesting, mm. um, to say the least. Now, further, some of you even added why you think the stock you nominated was good, which was really fantastic to see. We always like to see people thinking about their stock. Now, our question for this week, what do you think of GameStop? And how do you feel about the events that have unfolded around the share price of this stock being ramped up? Now, we'd love to hear your view. So please share your thoughts in the comment section below. We'd love to hear your thoughts on all that stuff. You've heard ours. Yep. Um, so now it's your turn. 
Unfortunately, we've come to the end of tonight's show. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And tonight, uh, we look forward to bringing lots more topics uh, related to trading in the market this year to you. So feel free to make suggestions on future topics. We are listening to you. Mm. And we thank you for participating. And remember, if you need any support and you have questions about our courses, don't let your questions go unanswered. You can call our office on 1300 858 272 or email us at info at wealthwithin.com.au. The people that you speak to have actually done our courses and they are traders mm -hmm. in their own right. Now remember to hit the subscribe button and like the video and be sure to put the show on your calendar as we'll be back right here on YouTube live every Tuesday 7 to 8pm. Remember to send us a video too so you can get a copy of my a signed copy of my book if you win. If you would like to have your question answered on the show, either send your question in an email to info at wealthwithin.com.au and type Wealth Within Live in the subject line. You must do this before 3pm Tuesdays to get into that night show, but we did let Rob squeeze in. We did. And if you have a topic that you would like us to discuss, send in your ideas and we will look out uh, for your requests on for upcoming shows. Okay, now always thanks for joining us and we really do hope you had a great week. We look forward to you joining us again next week. But for now, goodbye, good luck and good trading. Bye for now. Give me that book. <laughs> I haven't signed it yet. <laughs> thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.